Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Art of Fulfillment, a Meditation for Millennials podcast. What are we really searching for in life? Are we searching for money? Are we searching for love? Are we searching for relationships? Are we searching for success? Are we searching for material things? I tend to think that what we're really striving for in life is fulfillment, or in other words, how we feel about ourselves when we're by ourselves. And so the whole point of this show is to talk with people who are deeply fulfilled in their own lives so they can share any tips, techniques, strategies, or lessons in order to help us master the art of fulfillment. So today's guest does exactly that because this is one of the most fulfilled persons that I've ever talked to or have ever had the the blessing of stumbling across in my life because when you hear this man talk and and hear him share his wisdom and his opinions and his and his views on life you can just tell that this man just radiates fulfillment. So I'm so excited to present this guest and I'm just so humbled to have him on the show. Today's guest is the CEO and co-founder of Sports One Marketing, one of the world's leading sports and entertainment marketing agencies. Prior to that, he was the CEO of the world's first smartphone company and the CEO of the legendary Lee Steinberg Company. He was also named by Forbes and Entrepreneur as one of the world's top keynote speakers and was recognized as the top sports humanitarian of the year by Variety Magazine. He's had a tumultuous journey from being born broke to getting rich to then losing it all and then gaining it all back again. And along the way, he learned so much about himself and gained a deep passion for helping others in his life. This has led him to put in countless hours and dollars to charitable causes and also serve on the board of various charitable organizations. His willingness to help has also led him to author two best-selling books called Connected to Goodness and Compassionate Capitalism. And he is the host of the popular podcast, The Playbook, which has had guests such as Ray Lewis, Jack Canfield, and Aubrey Marcus. Although he has had massive success in virtually all areas of life, his fulfillment through empowering others to empower others is what really makes him stand out from the crowd. So please welcome our guest today, David Meltzer. Enjoy the episode. My first question is, you know, you talk about the power of perception and how when we change the way that we look at things, that can totally change the quality of our lives. So how do you personally shape your perspective in a way that serves you and leaves you more fulfilled? Well, I think the easiest way is to understand gratitude. Um, gratitude gives us control of our perspective, meaning anything in the past changes with gratitude. If we look upon our past with gratitude, our mistakes as miracles, uh, everything in our perspective changes because we can't stumble on any of the road of blocks behind us. We actually are catapulted by them. And then if we look at the present as even better, right, even better than our past, our perspective now even enhances more and it allows us to focus in and put our attention on the things that we want. And it allows us to put faith into what we do want. And even more importantly, if we can take the perspective of the future as even better and brighter than the past or the present, we now are putting faith in something bigger and better and expansive, and it actually changes our perspective. I can take any situation, any activity, any circumstance, and change it to the positive with perspective, and that perspective is generated by one key value, and that value, very simply, is gratitude. 
Simply saying thank you allows us to have the past, present, and future bigger, brighter, better, and unbelievably in a positive faith uh, what we want. Oh my gosh. Yes, I totally agree. And, and gratitude is something that I've integrated in my own life. And, and I even tried the practice where you're talking about saying thank you before you go to bed and thank you when I woke up. I did it this morning and, and last night and it was just absolutely, uh, it, it was it was such a joyful experience. And I felt so good, not only going to bed, but just waking up and it just changes your whole perspective on the day and, and what life brings you. Um, and, and kind of building on that, you know, you, you mentioned in a few of your videos and interviews how you give that life-changing advice to people. And you say that people won't do it on a consistent basis, even though it will change their lives because people get into their own ways. So what do you mean by that? And how do we personally get out of our own ways so we can implement life-changing advice like that? Terrific question. The first part is simply being consistent about it. You know, it's amazing I go in front of millions of people now through the internet, thousands of people in person, and I tell them the easiest way to change your life, as you've experienced, is to say thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. The saddest thing is, by tomorrow morning, all the people that are listening to this, over half of them will forget to say thank you. By the next day, another half, and within three days, almost every single person won't be saying thank you. Now. I have studied physics, quantum physics, metaphysics. I sit on the Transformational Leadership Council with the greatest thought leaders in the world, from Jack Canfield to Bob Proctor to Cynthia Kersey to Blaine Bartlett. Every single one of them have taught me so much. And this is the only truth I know, that you are better off to be grateful for everything that you see, say, see think, say, and do, believe, and even energetically hold. And yet... We're so far in our own way. That means our ego edges goodness out of our life, EGO. Our ego takes all of that goodness away from us because we have a fear of loss. We have a need to be offended. We have a need to be right. We have a need to be inferior, superior, and separate. We have a need to feel guilty. We have a need to be anxious and fearful. All of these different needs, that is what I mean, gets in our way from our true destiny, our true destination. And I just had a great author, Todd Herman, with me, who wrote a book called The Alter Ego Effect, where he actually, to get out of his own way, what he does is takes on an alter ego. And I'll give you an example. I did this with my salespeople. I used to have salespeople that were extremely fearful of cold calling. And it was amazing. I simply said, you know, your name is not Mike. Your name is now Alan. Go ahead and cold call now simply by giving them an alter ego that doesn't have the history of the past of people telling them what to do, the limiting beliefs, the unconscious competencies, genetic and energetic. Because they had an alter ego, it allowed them to get out of their own way. And all of a sudden, they were the most confident cold calling machines available simply because I gave them an altered identity, a different name. That's what I mean by getting out of their own way. Oh my gosh, I've never heard that before. That's so interesting. And it makes total sense because we tend to personalize a lot of the stuff that happens in our lives, right? Like where maybe something tragic happens to us that totally shapes the way that we look at the world and we personalize or victimize those things sometimes. But when we can switch our identity to someone else, right? It's like we have the whole other life, like you said, right? It's not like we had those beliefs or um, certain things that have been maybe 
programmed in our minds by ex- external experience. You're, you're someone else. And and I love how you keep touching on gratitude because it's so powerful. And and one question that you know I get a lot personally, and I even ask all the time, is like, how do you balance gratitude while also striving for success in life? Because I think the notion that some people have with gratitude is that if I'm like really grateful, like will I lose my drive or my edge or uh, you know the need to want something more? If that makes sense. Yeah, so I think detachment is a very uh, conflictual thing to most people. They don't understand abundance. The people that live in a scarce world of not enough and just enough think that if I live with gratitude, if I live in radical humility, if I live of service, that I won't be able to achieve what I want to achieve. And it's Mm -hmm. actually counterintuitive because I live my life of service. And what I do, and it's not as if I don't value money. I'm not walking the streets of Calcutta like Mother Teresa giving away everything that I have. I actually wake up every morning of service. I pray to God for 10 people, at least 10 people that I can help. But moreover, I focus all day my attention and intention, my productivity and accessibility towards providing value. Uh, and that value is detached from any emotional outcome. You know, I'm not going to be happy when I have a hundred million dollars. I'm not going to be happy with when I have a billion dollars. I'm not going to be happy when I get married or have kids or go to my kid's wedding or whatever else we attach our emotions to. I am going to enjoy the consistent everyday persistence without quit pursuit of our potential. I'm going to enjoy the pursuit of my potential. I don't believe that you pursue happiness like the movie, like my dear friend Chris Gardner in his great movie. You don't pursue happiness. Happiness is the pursuit. When we're pursuing Mm -hmm. something, that's inspiring, and that's what makes me happy. Yeah, I love that. I love it. It's all about the pursuit that you're on. It's the process, right? Like, Because I think people get way too attached to the outcome. And I've, I definitely fall guilty of this sometimes where, you know, you work so hard with, with the outcome in mind, but the reality is like, sometimes the outcome might not happen. So what's it worth if the process is not enjoyable or at least fulfilling in a way. Right. And I love how you touched on that. And, uh, and absolutely. yeah. And, and I know you talk about like the difference between a, the pursuit and a, and a journey, or, um, I know you have a distinction like between like pursuit and something along the lines. Like, could you briefly touch on that? Yeah, I think it's important to understand that, you know, the pursuit part is not detached from um, the objectives that we have. One of the other counterintuitive things is people think that if we're just enjoying our journey, that we don't have goals or objectives, right? Mm -hmm. That we won't have milestones. And when I tell people to detach from your outcome, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a vision board and you have laser focus and intention on the outcome that you want. Uh, But we don't want to create resistance for ourselves by only being happy when we achieve that outcome because we don't want to limit not only our point of entry, but our point of destination, right? We want to trust the universe because the universe has so much more in store for us than we could even imagine. You know, the infinite is so much greater than we can understand. And if we limit ourselves to the goals or objectives and vision that we have for ourselves, we may be short selling ourselves. So what I want people to do is, you know, create objectives and visions and keep your point of entry wide open and enjoy the, the, the pursuit of your potential. But know that the potential is infinite. It is infinite. And you can have so much more in a world of more than enough than you've ever imagined. So 
not only you know are you supposed to enjoy the pursuit of your potential but don't close off what that potential is you know i really get frustrated with people when they're like i want to be a you know i want to be a millionaire till you know when i'm 30 <laughs> years old i'm like what are you talking about i want to double the amount of income i have as quickly as i can in fact one of my mentors diane cannon who's a famous actress who's now 82 years old and so beautiful i told her that i want to live till i'm 111 i was born on january 11th at 111 and i want to die on january 11th <laughs> at 111 at 111 years old and her vision for me her outcome for me was far greater she said why are you limiting yourself right i never thought of it that way i always thought that i had these lofty goals of living to 111 and meanwhile in her abundant infinite mind why am i limiting myself to die at 111 years old and so many people do that to themselves yeah i totally agree and and is it go back to your point of like people just have like a a fear of just maybe like what that success will bring or maybe the failure along the journeys like is it go back to the ego everything goes back to the ego right if we lived in a world of no judgments or conditions an egoless world a sinless world uh it all goes back to that ego the, the different needs of the ego that all base the ego really is defined not only does it edge goodness out of our life but it's defined as a fear of loss right it's a fear mm -hmm. of not enough that's what creates the separation the inferiority the superiority the projection the anxiety the guilt all of these different, the need to be offended is a big one for me. But if we can live outside of that trajectory, if we can at least recognize and be aware of it and put ourselves back onto a direct pursuit of our potential when we feel as if we're in our own way, if we can utilize an alter ego effect as Todd Herman suggests mm -hmm. in his book, if we can do all of these things, we can become more efficient, effective, statistically successful. What does that mean in my life? That means I can make more money, help more people, and have more fun. Oh man, I love that. That is awesome. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely going to apply that alter ego effect because I think that is one of the coolest things. And I'm just like so giddy to try it out this week. So I'm really excited <laughs> about that. And I hope our listeners are as well. And you also talk about like four things that are so key to master in order to uh, to, to curb the ego and also be more fulfilled, which is gratitude, which we touched on. Um, but the other three, empathy, accountability, and effective communication. Um, and, and we already talked about how you know, you can apply gratitude in your, in your everyday life, but how can you really, uh, do every, or what are the things that you can do every day to practice empathy, accountability, and effective communication? Right. Number one, forgiveness is empathy, right? It's different than sympathy. You can't feel bad enough for someone to make them feel good, be sick enough mm. for them to be well or poor enough for them to be rich, but you can forgive yourself. What you have to do is understand that we are all on a journey of experimentation that we should be pursuing you know what we call failures i call them miracles and with forgiveness mm -hmm. we have to be able to forgive ourselves before we can forgive other people because we can't give what we don't have and so forgiveness is essential in our lives and in fact if we carry an energy of forgiveness not only will it allow us to have peace in our life by forgiving others and not having judgments or conditions, but it will carry an invulnerability to it where other people can't attack us because we are carrying an energy of forgiveness and attacking, you know, most people don't understand vulnerability. If you're truly vulnerable and honest and truthful and carry forgiveness in your heart, it's impossible physically to be attacked. You actually become invulnerable by being so vulnerable and forgiving. The third mm -hmm. thing is accountability. Accountability is really simple. You don't ever want to live below the line and blame and shame 
and justification. You want to live above the line in accountability. You want to tell yourself, no matter what happens in your life, what did I do to attract this to myself? And what am I supposed to learn from it? And please do not, do not confuse liability with accountability. There's still mm-hmm. liability, right? Who, who do we, you know, uh, you collect our money from, from a car accident, that's liability. <laughs> but a- accountability is what did I do to cause the, the accident to occur and what am I supposed to learn from it? And everything time that I've learned from something that I've attracted to myself, it's a miracle. And then more I am grateful for those miracles, the more I am forgiving for those miracles, the more I'm accountable for those miracles. That leads to the fourth thing, which is effective communication, mm-hmm. right? Number one, how am I affecting effectively consistently communicating with that which inspires me because if i am full of inspiration my days are full and purposeful and i happy and if i'm able to stay inspired i then can give what i have which is inspiration to others so effective communication is connecting to that which inspires me allowing it to come through me appreciating it adding value to it and giving it away that's called receivership So we have giving and we have allowance of receivership, which then completes the circle of gratitude, empathy, accountability, and effective communication. Wow, that is just awesome, man. Those are just some awesome tools that I think everyone can really apply in their everyday life. And I love that effective communication part too, because it sounds like it would be like strictly talking or strictly, uh, you know, speaking with people in a way that gets your point across. But the way that you do it, like through like giving and really having a purpose and meaning to the things that not only you do, you say, but do every single day, I think it's just so powerful and it totally just switches the way that you look at that. And, and I just think that's a beautiful concept. And then, so, so we're coming on the end of our interview and I want to just really ask you, you know, simply what does fulfillment mean to you and how do you find fulfillment in your everyday life? Yeah. So fulfillment is a combination of profitability, purpose, and passion. And Mm -hmm. I reverse engineer it. I know a lot of people don't understand how fulfilling has profitability in it. But I believe (laughs) that money does not buy happiness on this earth, but it allows you to shop. And what makes people happy is being able to attract or or get what you want. And so why profitability is important to me is because I believe that if we shop for the right things, like for my 50th birthday last year, I went shopping with the money that I had and raised to build two community centers in, in Africa. That Mm. was extraordinarily fulfilling. It would not have happened without profitability. It also then led me to my purpose, which then gave me a passion. I think too many people start with a passion and say, oh, I love sports. I'm going to work in the sports industry and that's going to make me fulfilled and happy. (laughs) It won't. You need to reverse engineer fulfillment and understand fulfillment comes, in my opinion, from profitability, purpose, and passion. It comes from being of service, providing value, and the more value that you can provide to others, the better you'll feel, the better you'll make them feel. And even more importantly, those who witness your giving, your service, will feel better as well. That's why I always like to conclude these interviews by reminding people, number one, be kind to your future self. And two, do good deeds. That simple. Please make sure you listen to my podcast called The Playbook and follow me at David Meltzer. Look me up at dmeltzer.com. And this has been an absolute pleasure being on uh, this interview and anything I can do to be of service, just go ahead and reach out to me.
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, David. Yeah. And, and I'm just so grateful and I'm better listeners are too of, of your time and, and your wisdom here. And, and man, I even love how you included profitability and fulfillment too, because that was just an, an out of the ordinary answer, but an extraordinary answer nonetheless. So David, thank you so much for being on the show and, and, uh, and we're just so grateful to have you on. Thank you. I look forward to doing it again. And anything you guys need, please let me know. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Art of Fulfillment. I hope this added value to you. And if it did, please rate and review on whatever medium that you're listening to. It really, really is appreciated by me and it helps us to spread our mission of spreading fulfillment to the world. So not only are you helping us out, you're helping out a bunch of other people by getting this out there. So I really appreciate it. If you're interested in following us on Instagram, we're at Meditation for Millennials. And if you're interested in following me on Instagram, I'm at Joe Corsione, which is J-O-E-C-O-R-C-I-O-N-E. And let me know if you have any questions about absolutely anything, whether it's fulfillment, meditation, whether it's about stress management, any of the sorts, I'll be more than happy to help. So thanks again for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Art of Fulfillment.